Welcome to the Trade Table on SIN 90.7 for all you need to know about the trade and free agency period powered by AFL-TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table. Hello and welcome to the trade table. We're coming at you live on SIN 90.7 as well as through our Facebook page on Facebook Live. After an eventful Thursday, a late deal came through, and a couple early ones also this morning, and that is what we're here to talk about. To my right, we have Ben. How are we going, Ben? Yeah, not too bad. Always love a Friday afternoon, and we're here to talk trades. How are you doing, Dill? Yeah, I'm going fairly well. How about yourself, Jimmy, to my left? Yeah, I'm good. I'm excited some trades are starting to actually go through. It took a while, but we're, we're starting to get into it now. And we have our panellist, Sam. How are you going, mate? How are we going, boys? It's pretty nice to have four of us on the air today. Yesterday, it was just me and Dan, and... You know, it, it was a bit of a challenge. A bit lonely. Yeah. Facebook Live yeah, cooked lonely. it. Yeah, Facebook Live cooked it. We had everyone watch us sideways for a little while. So not thank you if you're watching and you can watch us in normal. But Dylan, what have we got in terms of news today? Well, a bit of uh, breaking news, if you want to call it that. Uh, Stephen Motlop has chosen Port Adelaide as his preferred destination. Uh, they apparently agreed to a four-year deal. Uh, Port are going to lodge the paper soon. Geelong are looking unlikely to match. What do we think about that, lads? Benno? I'm actually a little bit interested by this one because I thought he would have gone to Adelaide. Greatest chances of immediate success. Um, there would have been a spot available for him. We'll be talking about it later, but if the Charlie Cameron deal goes through. But I guess he sees something in Port Adelaide that he doesn't see in Adelaide. So for me, I, I don't really understand the choice, but I'm sure he's got a reason. Maybe he saw something in the facilities. What about yourself, Jimbo? What do you think of it? Uh, well, I know his um, both his cousin and his brother have played at Port, so... Um, but I think that'll be a big part of his uh, decision. So he's got family links with the club. Um, the club would know him and his kind of family pretty well. He'd feel comfortable there. And as as far as like moving to a new club, it'd make that transition a bit easier for him. So it doesn't surprise me too much. How are we looking on compensation? What do you reckon Geelong are going to look, be looking at? Well, because their first actual pick, they got um, they got Carl. Their first pick this year is pick twenty one, which is from Carlton. So their first actual pick. Um, that's theirs is 34, I think. So it's looking like it's going to be pick 35 as compensation, which is uh, not much really if you consider that Rockliffe's getting, uh, Brisbane are getting 19 for Rockliffe. Um, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think it's a little bit... It is, I agree with you, Ben. I think it is interesting he didn't go to Adelaide. I think he slots in straight to that Charlie Cameron role because we're looking at him leaving. Um, did you like... It's, it is an interesting decision. Yeah, I mean... I guess I guess it's a, a bit of a flip of the coin. I mean, he wants to go back to South Australia. Port Adelaide and Adelaide, they're both going to have success in the future. So I guess if he sees himself, maybe it just comes down to contract length. We don't know what it was reported that it hasn't been reported what um, Adelaide were offering. So maybe a four-year deal gives him more security and he, se- and he sees himself trying to set him up for uh, his future post-football in terms of getting a long-term deal, getting that locked in. So I guess it makes sense. If they're giving him four years as is being reported, you're not going to knock that back, especially when he is getting a little bit on in age. I mean, he's not old. I wouldn't call him old yet, but he's still he's getting towards the end of his career. So I think it makes sense. Yeah, moving on to uh, news that where a deal has actually been uh, done. Jarman Impey has gone to the Hawks. Uh, came in late last night, uh, along with pick 67. Hawthorne will receive pick 33, 61, and a 2018 fourth-round selection. Uh, Jim, what do we think? That's um, always probably going to happen. Yeah, yeah, I'm not surprised it happened. Um, and I think it's probably about right for, for Impey. Um, good addition for Hawthorne. And it sounds like Port Adelaide, with the players coming in and the, the amount they're going to be paying them, that they're not shattered that they're having to get someone off their books. Sam, I mean, he probably will get a bit more midfield time at the Hawks, wouldn't we think? Yeah, so 
<clears throat> he's played 75 games with Port Adelaide, and most of them have been played off the half-back line. He's, he's moved up a little bit throughout the ground in the last two years, so 16 and 17. He's played 20 games in each year and kicked 15 goals in both seasons as well. So he does have a bit of uh, potential going forwards, but you're right, he's mainly played in a small defender lockdown role. Um, and he's sort of been attracted by Clarks and sort of saying that, you know, we might give you a bit more time in the midfield. So I think it's probably a good move for him. Yeah, what about yourself, Ben? Um, well, I mean, we've got a listener question here, actually. Does Impy go straight into their best 22? I think he, I think he goes straight into the midfield. I think uh, Hawthorne were lacking a little bit in midfield this year. I mean, Tom Mitchell, it's been, been spoken about a lot, but he was carrying a large, uh, yeah. large percentage of that midfield. I think it makes sense for him, both in terms of his career move, probably got a bit more money to throw at Impy, uh, considering uh, Hawks were a bit light on for stars this year. I think it makes complete sense. I think he goes straight into their best 22, slots in maybe in that outside midfield role. Yeah, it makes sense to me. And the deal seems completely even. I reckon 33 for Impey seems fair because he's not a star of Port, but it is good compensation. Swapping of picks is, to me, largely irrelevant. I mean, a 2018 fourth rounder, not that important. But I think it's, it makes the deal fair. And to me, yeah, looks good. I think yeah, it is interesting. And um, I think we've you know we've said that he is a uh, very versatile player. And Harrow was saying uh, the other day that he almost slots in straight for uh, Paul Puopolo. So it will be interesting to see where he's going to be playing and um, sort of that position. Um, another piece of news that came in early this morning, actually, was Hayden Crozier is now going to be a Bulldog in 2018. They got a deal done today. Um, so he's going to go to the Dogs along with Frio's 2018 fourth-round pick, and Frio will get 40 and 82 in this year's draft, and that will complement their number five pick. Um, Benno? I think the Bulldogs have got a steal here, I reckon. Fremantle, feels like Fremantle stuffed this one up a little bit. 40 for Crozier seems a little bit light on. Would have liked to see um, Fremantle pushing for a pick in the 30s. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this trade. This one might will probably look a little bit worse come next year. I reckon Crozier should slot into that team. I mean, I think I think a for, uh, pick forty for a player that should be best twenty two. You're going to take that pretty much every day of the week. Well, yes, Sam was sort of looking as well. He was pick twenty in twenty eleven. So, what are your thoughts on that yes. deal? So he came in with like a, there was a lot of attention around him in that um, two thousand eleven draft. You're right. He came in and picked twenty, and he didn't really sort of excel. Really, up until the last two seasons. So he's played 35 games in the last two seasons, but he came out of contract. Um, and But he's really enjoyed some success playing off half-back um, in the last two years. Do you think he's going to play in that similar role at the Bulldogs, Timbo? Yeah, yeah. I was listening to, um, I think it's Jason McCartney, the list manager, this morning, and he was saying that they really see him slotting into that half-back role. Um, I mean, obviously, with the loss of um, Matthew Boyd and Rob Murphy, they need some... Ex- um, well, he's not experienced as such, but... At least a, a, someone who can slot straight into that half back line. Um, he's reasonably quick, got a pretty good user. So um, I think he, I think he gets in there straight away. Yeah, he well, he's a um, uh, Victorian boy. Uh, actually, he's played cricket uh, with him, believe it or not. So a bit of a shout out to me. <laughs> um, he, Name drop. He, he, yeah, he's. I think he's a very good footballer though. Um, and I agree with you, Benno. He, I think he's a steal. I think he could uh, really come into his own. And um, you know, to lose only pick forty and. Um, what was it? Um, 82. 82. Yeah, I think uh, they've gotten something for him. Well, exactly. I mean, you, if you're comparing taking pick 40 to the draft, risking trying to pick up someone that will play in your best 22 down the line and only and not only putting uh, time into choosing who you want to pick but also the development into him, waiting for him to come good, it just makes sense to me that if someone like Crozier is on the table, 
you chuck your pick 40 at him every day of the week. Kind of feels like the dogs probably threw that out there and was like, well, we'll go from here in terms of negotiation. For whatever reason, Fremantle have let him go cheaply. Maybe they know something that we don't about him, but I think it's a steal. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, pretty much no pick 40 is going to be a straight-up starter, but it sounds like and Bulldogs are probably, at this stage, a better side than Frio, and he's going to be a starter for them. So it's it's interesting. Um, on face value, I think Dogs have won that trade. Do we see him as a potential replacement for Murphy once Murphy retires, maybe, in terms of that half-back half uh, flank role? He'd, he'd have to do a lot to get to... Because Murphy's you know, a very good footballer. Yeah, um, I think I think he could in the future, but you're going to have to be... Uh, it's more looking at the potential he has. I think they could probably chuck him in there, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Jimmy, what do you reckon? Murphy? Yeah, I think he's I think he's the protege. I yep. think he's the replacement. Um, <laughs> I think he slots in there pretty quickly. Which makes the deal even look better because you've just got a straight straight swap, pretty yeah. seamless. Pick 40, done deal. <laughs> yeah. Beautiful. Um, as well as that, we're sort of looking at uh, Brisbane. They uh, GWS has rejected the offer for Matt Kennedy, which uh, Carlton offered pick 39. Um, and there's Sam McClure actually reported that Brisbane, who have picks 1, 12, 18, and 19, are trying to hijack the deal. Um, what do we think of that, uh, Sam? Yeah, that's a bit of an interesting one because um, GWS sort of said that they're only really going to take you know a first round, maybe an early second round pick for Kennedy. Um, but I'm not sure... like. Brisbane uh, and Brisbane do have those picks, but I'm not sure whether the Kennedy would be will- that willing to go. He's already indicated that he only wants to come to Melbourne because he's a Vic country boy, so he wants to come home. Um, and Carlton looked like they were one of the teams in the best position to take that. So, and sources close to Kennedy have also said that they don't think Brisbane are going to get up. So I think Brisbane is probably just trying their luck a little bit here, even though it doesn't seem really that likely that it might get up. Yeah, it sounds like the Blues are going to have to get creative here because they're pretty restricted with picks three and thirty-nine, which um, they're obviously going to get three and any use it three in any way, and um, thirty-nine's obviously too low for the Giants. So I don't know whether they're going to have to give up a, a player of some kind or involve another club. But um, yeah, GWS sound like they're going to play hardball here. Yeah, I reckon we might see like pick thirty-nine bundled in with a player to make as a sweetener because otherwise the deal might not get over the line and. I mean, Brisbane, I don't think, will give up one of their uh, first-round picks when push comes to shove. They could sneak in there, try and turn one of those picks into a couple of later later tw- picks in the 20s and then steal him like that. Is there um, also talk of Adelaide here, maybe putting on off, putting down an offer on the table, um, depending on what they get for Charlie Cameron? Do you think that he would go to Adelaide? I mean, if he's not going to go to Brisbane, you can't yeah. really see him going to Adelaide, can you? That's the thing. I mean, you could go to Adelaide. Adelaide have had, you know, they were pretty much uh, minor premiers. They uh, came runners-up in the grand final. So they are more successful in Brisbane, but Brisbane, as we said, has the talent. But it's, yeah, pretty much... He doesn't want to go to Brisbane, so why would he go to Adelaide? He says he wants to come home, yeah. and he's a big country boy. Well, I think also the thing is he'd, he'd struggle, like he'd really struggle to crack into that Adelaide midfield, whereas in the Brisbane midfield's a bit bit easier to crack into, especially with Rockcliffe leaving. But with Carlton as well, like well, that's even same sort of well, exactly. scenario. No, but that's what I mean. Like yeah. Carlton and Brisbane, they're both youngish teams, easier to crack into them. Adelaide, that midfield's pretty established. You Crouch Brothers, Sloan. You're going to struggle to get in there. Yeah, exactly. Also considering that, I mean, he played 16 games for the year, which is not a bad effort, but none. Of, but he played none of the GWS finals. That's why we're looking at is pick 39, like, <coughs> is that probably fair? Or Because they, we've seen this a lot where clubs will push a player, not push a player out, but club guys want to leave and they'll go, okay, I mean, they'll try and push the value a little bit higher than it really should be. Yeah, well, it's, it's um, an interesting one because I, GWS are reportedly asking for a top 20 pick, which I don't think... 
he's necessarily worth, but he's definitely not worth pick 39 either. So um, Somewhere in between. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, well, for mine anyway. So it looks, yeah, like I said, I think Carlton are going to have to get creative in some way. Yeah, we actually uh, have a little something, something a little bit interesting today. Adam Cooney has come up with a potential mega uh, trade deal to get Stephen Mott up to Adelaide. So this is what he speculates. Adelaide will give pick 10 to Carlton for Bryce Gibbs. Adelaide, uh, Carlton will then give their pick 10 to Brisbane for Josh Shackey, and Brisbane will give pick 18 to Adelaide for Charlie Cameron. Is that... what do you remember? That's a bit, it's, it's, it's a little bit confusing. It's a really complicated one. I'm not sure um, whether this will actually end up resulting in Motlop going Adelaide. Obviously, he's indicated that he wants to go to Port Adelaide, but he's not actually involved in any of the mechanics of the deal getting up, um, up to that point. So it could still happen, and it would probably benefit all the teams. I mean, you're right... T- pick ten for Bryce Gibbs is probably about right. You know, he's a f- he'll he'll fit into that. He'll fit into the Adelaide squad fairly well, and he's got three to four years left on him. Uh, pick ten for Shaki again really works, doesn't it? Um, he's a, he's a definite first round player. He's going to be a player of the future. Brisbane might want to ask for a little bit more than pick ten, but not based on current performance. That'll be based purely on potential. And then eighteen for Cameron is is about reasonable, I'd say. Yeah, Would, it- yeah. I think I think everyone in this deal wins out. I just don't, yeah, I don't see why. I don't see, uh, firstly, Motlop going to Adelaide. I I don't know how I feel about this deal because Bryce Gibbs, I mean, a lot of posturing about him. Is he going to Adelaide? Is he, is he not? I reckon Adelaide will be looking to take pick 10 to the draft, keep their strong position as a team, rather than giving it away going for Gibbs, who might not add as much to the team as someone that, pick up, that they could pick up, maybe pick up a key position to defender to replace Lever. I just think, yeah, I don't know. But, and 10 for Shaki, I don't know. I feel like it's a little bit too high for... You reckon? Yeah. Based off performance, like, it's a big call. I'd rather see, like, a pick 12 or a pick 13. I know it's nitpicking, but I just feel like he's more, like, someone going after him. You'd be looking to give up a pick in that uh, early teens rather than a top 10 pick. Really? It's that age-old argument, though, um, potential versus um, actual performance, so... Well, I, I don't know. I'm not sure whether pick 10 personally would be quite enough for Shaki, especially if you're Carlton, because Carlton are desperate for a forward. They're desperate for a good quality forward that's going um, to lead their forward line. And to only give off pick 10 for him, I don't know. If I was Brisbane, I'd probably be in the knowledge of that as Carlton as well. And I'd be asking for a little bit more than just pick 10. But in terms of Adelaide, though, do you think Gibbs is a good fit for Adelaide? Because, I mean, they are definitely, at the moment, looking to win a premiership. And you, do you bring in a first-year draftee to look to win a premiership, or do you bring in an experienced player? That's a fair point, but I'd rather then they look at a small forward to replace Cameron rather than another midfielder that is good. And don't get me wrong, like Bryce Gibbs is a gun, but I don't see him feeling a need as much as bringing in a good quality small forward would in terms of going towards that premiership. Well, I thought this trade was dead in the water. They are going, oh, you know, it won't happen, it won't happen. Now it's all of a sudden, you know, there's rumours all about. Jim, what do you think of Gibbs to Adelaide? Do you think it could happen? Um, I mean, we've seen Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah, and it sounds like Adelaide haven't completely shut the door on it um, either. It sounds with uh, the compensation they're getting for, for Lever um, and potentially for Cameron, um, could op- open an opportunity for that deal specifically. I think, um, considering what Carlton asked, which was two first rounders <laughs> last year, I don't think he's gone down down va- in value enough to the, for them to only take pick ten this year. Mm-hmm. Um, he's had a really really consistent year. Yeah, he's a year older, but his year almost makes up for that. So, um, yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, yeah, I think he still can get there. I think I tend to disagree with Ben. I think. Your midfield wins your games in the in like the really big games. 
Um, Adelaide's still got heaps of heaps of really um, like really good consistent players playing in a sandful um, that can play in the forward line. Their forward line's so strong. I think Cameron doesn't fully take out of that that forward line. Yeah, the only other thing is though is that um, Carlton may be fairly willing to make this one happen because they will get pick ten, and that could potentially mean Kennedy. Couldn't mm. it? It could potentially mean they move that on to Kennedy. I think ten's too high. Yeah, that'd be overs for me. That, I think that'd be overs for Kennedy, but yeah. it might be the only way that they can get him to the club. And if they really are desperate to get him, I mean, I can't see it happening, but it might be the only way they can make that sort of happen. I think if you're if you're offering pick ten for Kennedy, you might as well offer pick ten for, with all due respect, a better player than Kennedy. I yeah. mean, yeah. I think pick thirty is around the mark. Offering pick pick ten for Kennedy would, it's it also sets a bad precedent for clubs wanting to trade with uh, Carlton. Yeah. Speaking, speaking of this trade, um, Brisbane today offered pick 19 for Charlie Cameron. So could that be the first piece in the puzzle? Maybe, yeah. That's the thing. Like, the, it's, it's a lot, though, to ask because, I mean, from it, all of these three clubs have to ask another two clubs to comply. Yeah. And, you know, you know how stubborn clubs can be. Yeah. And also the other thing is, like, this was all made this morning before we had the news that um, Motlop had nominated Port and if we actually had the point here of saying that this this deal might take too much time that Port I mean that Adelaide don't have you know yeah they have to they have to deal with two other clubs those clubs aren't going to be quick and they might take up time that um, Adelaide don't have and it's turned out to be true well also speaking of that uh, Stephen Motlop going um, we we're sort of talking about Jack Watts and saying oh this deal probably won't happen with Geelong it's sort of backflip now because um, Geelong are going to get compensation from Motlop so would that deal work now with the D? Because the D's want sort of like a second rounder. Yeah, but it sounds like if the com- compensation John going to get is thirty five, and they already have thirty four, so if that wasn't going to get the job done for what for Watts for, yeah. with Melbourne, um, which I assume would have been the offer, then I don't think this is going to help them unless they gave up to both of them for Watts. Which I mean, who knows? But it sounds like they're keen on getting some young talent in the side. Speaking quickly as well, um, Watts is going overseas today. So will a deal be done before then? Or do you think that doesn't really that's irrelevant? Well, I think yeah. it might have already taken off by this point. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, he's well, probably told his manager. Yeah, I feel. Yeah, like, I feel it'd be irrelevant. I mm. think he would have told his manager, and and while that might not be public, he's probably given directions to his manager yeah. and. He may not even have a full preference between the two sides. It may just be, look, whatever works, works. You know my, you know my interests. Um, but yeah, I don't think that'll affect the speed of the negotiations in any way. I well, think it might have just confirmed in his eyes what, which clubs he will be going to. So it's it's, it's probably going to only be two clubs now. I don't think a third club. You can't really imagine a third club coming into question. No, it what, sounds like Sydney are out of the race. It's, it yeah. sounds like Port are most likely to get it done. Um, yeah, it's interesting to see what they've got to give up. I mean, I'll just look at their... They've got picks 30, 33, 48 and 61 <coughs> to give up. So yeah, to it's, not, a, it's not, not much better than Geelong's really no. to give up for Watts, mm. especially if they're already putting a Motlop on a big contract is, too. So. <coughs> is there a chance he could stay at the Ds? Is there any? Unlikely I don't think no. Unlikely. I don't think now. I think, they, I think he's gone too far now. Yeah. And I think everyone in the footy world's kind of agreed that he needs a change of... He needs a change of scenery, really, to play his best footy. Yeah. Yeah. The thing is, though, with Watts is, um, as you've said, Geelong and Port are the only ones in the race. Both have the same amount of picks, and the Ds want a second rounder. And I don't, I don't think Melbourne would want to give up someone like Jack Watts for someone who's not, you know. Obviously, they sort of said you probably should move on, but they're not going to do it until they get the right deal because he still is probably, you know, a pretty valuable player. Well, that's the hard part about uh, pushing a player out of the club. Like you can, you can get rid of them 
if wanting a good deal, but when that good deal comes, what do you do next? Doesn't yeah. come, sorry. What do you do next? And um, that's the, the position Melbourne's got themselves into when you talk publicly about uh, shopping Watts. Yeah. Um, and he's pretty much narrowed it down to two clubs, but mm. neither of those two clubs have a whole lot to offer. So I think players may even come into it, mm. but I don't know whether Melbourne are even yeah. interested in it. Players from Port or Geelong. Uh, looking at the uh, reigning premiers, Richmond, uh, Mitch Cleary has today said that Sam Lloyd is almost certain to stay at the Tigers, but Anthony Miles seems certain to move. Uh, who do we look at, lads? Who would want uh, someone like Miles? Benno? I think anyone, a lot of pl- a lot of clubs would be looking at him. Anyone with a depleted midfield or a less than uh, exemplary midfield, I'd be looking at maybe G- uh, Gold Coast or uh, Brisbane to come for him hard. And mm-hmm. I think yeah. especially Gold Coast. Yeah, Brisbane's think, midfield is better than the Gold Coast. Yeah, I think Gold Coast would be a great fit, actually, for Miles. We'll get game time there, regular game time. Especially if Ablett leaves. That's still up in the air, but if mm-hmm. Ablett leaves, I reckon Miles to Gold Coast. Great move for both clubs. Well, I was just uh, shown then that um, his manager has said that he's been offered a contract, so it's not 100% he's leaving, but see, for me especially, it seems quite unlikely he would. Um especially since their list isn't changing much. It's not yeah. like they've got retirees coming out of that side or trading too many people out. So um, I'd still, for him, struggle to see where you fit in. And it, especially if you've got contracting interest. I mean, it sounds like uh, there's Geelong, Gold Coast, Brisbane. They've all been, Carlton, all been yeah. linked with him at some stage throughout the season. But they've so, all been linked with other players just generally throughout yeah, this trade period. Yeah. So it seems like it's almost just like so, throwing names for the sake of it. Yeah, yeah, well, that's true. But if, you, if you're attracting interest compared to signing with a club that you didn't get games for, I mean, who knows? But it sounds like he's been moving. I agree, Ben. I think Gold Coast would be a reasonable fit. Yep. And I it just, yeah, I reckon a player like Miles is too talented to keep him in the VFL. And I know that it, it's harsh to say, but Richmond kind of need to let him go, do, do a service to him and let him, mm. let him go to another club. Well, I was talking earlier in the season about Gold Coast too. Um they need some more ball winners, which Miles is. He's a strong body in the in the centre, so that could help them. Thanks for tuning in to the Tray Table on Sin ninety point seven and Facebook Live. You can listen to our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes. We're back next Monday from four to four thirty. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening to the Trade Table on Sin ninety point seven, the home of everything you need to know about the trade and free agency period, powered by AFL TRDON. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the trade table or follow us on Twitter at the trade table. <laughs>